it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for your company. Some months ago, we featured a session from the National Blind Citizens Australia Convention held in Hobart at the end of March, the session on people with multiple disabilities. I said at that time I'd be interested in featuring a series on people with multiple disabilities on New Horizons, and uh, I bring you the first part of that session today. Ricky Chaplin is no stranger to this program, he's no stranger to Blind Citizens Australia, and he's no stranger to the blind community across Australia. Ricky is deafblind, he in fact is the president of Deafblind Australia, he's also a staff member with Blind Citizens Australia, he's been a musician, a record producer, and many other things besides. Ricky, welcome back to the program. Good to be here again, Vaughan. And it's really good to be able to talk to you in a uh, a non-BCA-specific role. Yeah, it is really nice. It's lovely to be uh, on a on a break at the moment and uh, being able to reflect on, I guess, some other aspects of life. So, mm. uh, yeah, good to be here again. The whole point of this series is to talk about the uh, the subject that came out of one of the sessions from the convention held in March uh, in Hobart, and that was when blindness is not your only disability. Now, I think most people probably know by now that blindness isn't your only disability, but perhaps you could go into a bit of detail about your hearing impairment and. Uh, you know, just how significant it is. Yeah, sure. So I have a genetic condition called Murray's disease. So usually what that means is that people are born totally blind and acquire hearing loss later in life. So my hearing started to noticeably deteriorate around my mid-20s. Um, probably even before that, I had some fairly severe bouts of uh, tinnitus and uh, particularly my left ear. And it seemed to recover. Um, And I was working in recording studios and that sort of thing at the time. So it was really interfering with my work there. But somehow I got through it without it ever being noticed that I'd lost uh, any hearing or was having difficulty. But um, uh, in about 2005, actually, I went to do a uh, guide dog training course uh, with Guide Dogs Queensland. And uh, my hearing was fine the day before. And right when I went to do the course, I had this severe bout of tinnitus and just it never recovered after that point. So I got my first set of hearing aids in 2006 and I've had like four or five sets since then. And um, yeah, I have to say that the the technology uh, over those intervening years has changed quite remarkably and certainly now it's a lot easier to cope with things than it was back then so if you don't use your hearing aids how much hearing do you have at this point i have a moderate to severe hearing loss um so i can hear things really close up if i put headphones on and listen to something at fairly high volume i can hear it reasonably well but as i say it's got to be very close up if someone attempts to talk to me it's likely that I won't hear what it is they're actually saying. I'll pick up that they're talking to me, but I, I won't be able to decipher uh, what they're actually saying. That's a fairly significant hearing loss to have acquired over the last uh, 14 years or so. How do you think that uh, that's affected your life? Um, well, certainly a huge learning curve to begin with. So um, 
primarily I was a musician. Uh, at that time, I had started working as a social worker, but I regarded, I guess, the main part of my my occupation, I guess, as a musician. And so it, it meant that I, you know, wasn't able to pursue it in the professional manner that I wished to. Uh, by about 2008, I uh, was having trouble singing, um, as some people will know. Um, I couldn't pitch accurately, and so I had to give up uh, doing gigs professionally. Um, I would get the odd recording session, and I still do, and love to do that work, always have done. Uh, but, yeah, that part of my life, I've really had to step back from, from working full-time or professionally in that area. Um, so that was a major blow to me, even psychologically. Um, you know, it's really taken a lot to, to try and, and deal with that. Uh, in terms of day-to-day -day impact, it's things like not being able to track fast-moving conversations um, or deal with conversation where there's multiple conversations happening at once. So just today, for example, we're in a busy uh, store and um, someone was trying to talk to me and I, I just couldn't process what was going on because there was just too much happening around me. So that's what tends to happen with with hearing loss is that the brain loses that capacity to be able to distinguish easily between individual sounds. Um, so, yeah, um, I've got to at times use aids like FM systems in addition to hearing aids or uh, this latest set of hearing aids comes with a very cool little microphone. It's about, it's about the size of a matchbox um, and it pairs with my hearing aids. So that, that's a great development because it means that I have to carry very little extra equipment with me. Another one of the things that I found really difficult in the beginning was to have conversations by phone. And I remember actually having to pull out of one BCA board meeting when I was on the board back in around 2007 or 8 um, because I simply couldn't process what was going on. And what happened eventually was two things, really. I discovered by moving the phone to the other ear um, and using telecalls on hearing aids, which is like a magnetic field um, that the aid picks up, from the phone's receiver. Um, um, anyway, yeah, by, by swapping ears, I seem to get a better res result from that. But then things like Skype started to um, be available. And so I transitioned to making most of my phone calls through a USB microphone with headphone jack and using a Skype or similar software. And that was a, a huge game changer. That made life an awful lot easier. Um, and, of course, now we have the phone system at work, which is all computerised, and um, I, that's the, the method that I use to be able to take and receive phone calls that I can operate pretty much seamlessly, as we've uh, spoken about before, I think. It's quite fascinating to me that as the technology improves, in some respects it becomes potentially more complicated to use. So this might not be a suitable solution for, for somebody who's elderly perhaps um, and doesn't use a computer. But by the same token, it might become more, more complicated to use, but it becomes more customizable. So it makes the whole process a lot easier. And of course, nowadays you can connect things like iPhones and Android phones and that directly to your hearing aids. So you alleviate that, uh, you know, that step in between uh, of the the actual device itself. Yeah, you know, I think there are still some some more basic forms of technology around that are quite good and quite easy to use. So, uh, one FM system that I really like actually, it's the Audio Domino, um, and it comprises a 
transmitter and receiver, uh, and they, they literally are about the size of dominoes, each each little piece of, of equipment. Um, and that's really cool because basically you can plug a set of headphones into the receiver, turn the transmitter and receiver on, and away you go. It's you know it's that simple to use. Um, so you know there's that option. You have less uh, sophisticated hearing aids that are available. Um, they're not as customizable, but they still do a pretty good job these days. And certainly, even the sound quality of hearing aids in the last uh, even five years has improved quite dramatically. Uh, one of the things I'm really impressed about with this new set of hearing aids that I've got is that they do connect via Bluetooth to my phone. But even music through these hearing aids sounds really good. Um, maybe not quite as high fidelity as headphones, perhaps, but you know, basically all of the frequencies are there and I'm starting to find even now with my headphones, I'm missing some of the bottom end frequencies that I'm able to pick up through the hearing aids, which I would never have tried to do once. So, you know, there's other pieces of technology like um, earlinks, I think they're called or something like that. And they, they're like a little plate that sits next to the hearing aid and they plug into the headphone jack of whichever device you're using. Uh, and again, it, that um, sort of operates off a magnetic field. But what I found with those was that everything sounded a bit like a transistor radio. So it, to me, as a musician, it just it wasn't a pleasing result. So up until now, I've used headphones fairly exclusively to listen to music, but that's starting to change. And that's not something I would have predicted. A lot of people do lose hearing related to music and noise-induced uh, noise hearing loss and things like that. But in a situation like yours where you're, uh, you know, you're still young and you still have the potential to do some music, you need to be able to listen to music. And it's, it's good to see that the hearing aids are keeping up with that. What sort of modifications have you had to request um, in work related to your multiple disability? Um, yeah, I had to rely on headphones a lot more, as I've already mentioned. So my screen reader always comes through headphones now. Uh, I've had to start using Braille displays a lot more, uh, whereas once I might have regarded the Braille display as a bit of a luxury now, I regard it as a necessity. Um, it's so much quicker at times when I'm, you know, responding to emails. Uh, it gives me certainty and clarity about what it is that I'm reading. Um, so, you know, to have that there, to me, I, I regard as an essential piece of technology now. Um, and again, it's one of those things that I, the, the Braille displays that are available now are so much more versatile. You've got everything from a little 14 cell up to an 80 cell if you want that. Um, so, you know, we live in a very fortunate era in terms of the options available to be able to adapt. Um, I think uh, in terms of, of music, um, I, what tends to happen when I listen to music is that things can blur for me. So I'll either hear things maybe a semitone flat um, or I won't hear chords correctly necessarily and it might take me four or five times to listen to a piece of music before I can actually start to really hear what it is that's actually playing. So if I'm preparing for a recording session, that sort of thing, um, I've got to put a lot of work in uh, to be able to make sure that I'm hearing the material correctly. Uh, but it's that's that work in particular is, is not something that I want to give up. Um, I have always thoroughly enjoyed recording work, 
And I'm very fortunate to have um, a man by the name of Michael Fix, who's a, a fantastic guitarist, who's always stood by me and you know, has always regarded uh, my musical ability as being intact. And so he's quite happy to make the accommodations that, that I need. Um, and then I've been able to do some stuff with Steve Sparrow in Brisbane as well. So that's been fantastic. So you know, I've, I've had a couple of people that are quite happy to um, accommodate uh, my needs so that I can continue to work at least to some capacity. Um, in terms of, of work, I think it's it's more been a, a bit of a process of as technology evolves, things become easier. Um, and certainly we've seen that again with the phone system at BCI. So now uh, we can multitask quite easily. We can have a screen reader going. We can be talking to a person on the phone and I can be looking at a Braille display and accessing files. So, you know, that technology wasn't available even three or four years ago. Um, it used to be a mad dash when the phone rang to, you know, switch the headphones over to the computer, uh, from the computer to the phone, um, plug them in, answer the phone, or it used to be switch the hearing aid to the telecall program so you can grab the phone and hope that hopefully you get to it in time. So those days are... Uh, are disappearing if you have access to the technology. And I think you make a valid point, you know, there before, either for people that don't feel confident in using the more sophisticated technology, but, you know, who may not have access from an economic point of view to it either. Ricky Chaplin there talking about his experience as someone with a multiple disability. We'll hear the next part of our chat with Ricky in next week's program. I do hope you've enjoyed this week's program. I'm Vaughan Benison. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia, 1-800-033-660 is the number, 1-800-033-660. If you'd like to be featured as part of our multiple disability series, then please get in touch with me, new.horizons at bca.org.au, new.horizons at bca.org.au. Or you can leave your details with the Blind Citizens Australia head office and they'll pass them on to me. Do take care. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Of our dreams.